Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Monday, April 12th, day 221. It's the first epistle of Peter today, chapter 4, maybe chapter 5. Peter was one of the Lord's 12 disciples sent out as an apostle. In the Bible, Peter also goes by his last name, Cephas, and is also known as Simon, and our Lord Jesus Christ called him Barjona, son of the dove. First, please consider your part in the many-membered body of Christ. Participate Participate in glorifying, magnifying, and broadcasting God's saving word. My part is creating this Bible teaching media. Your call to action consists of supporting post-media solutions by way of your time or money contributions. God's word being taught cover to cover, chapter by chapter, and verse by verse requires advertising and a functioning website, and it's all yours if you can help out with it. That'd be just the greatest thing. Whatever God-given talent you have, God expects you to use it in the many-member body of Christ. God's blessings will abound on you and yours. Give it up for God at CompanionChapel.com. Help out with that website, whatever you can do. Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, or e-transfer to email address CompanionChapel at gmail.com. Your gift of as little as $10 a month or 30 cents a day enables me to bring you a Bible teaching podcast a day every day. You are encouraged to send your biblical questions or prayer requests to email address companionchapel at gmail.com or come by for a Bible study to number 338, side row 28-29, Paisley, Ontario, Canada. And the phone number here is 519-706-8876. Now please turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 1. For as much then as Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh... Arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. Arm yourself means put on armor. Like that's the gospel armor we're talking about. Uh, For he hath suffered in the flesh, hath ceased from sin. What this means is affliction through self-discipline restrains you from sin. Okay, verse 2, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lusts of men, but to the will of God. What this means is, as you mature as a Christian, the lusts of the flesh become not tempting anymore. And and the will of God that is uh, well written in the book, it's very clear what God's will is. Verse 3, For time past of of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles, when we walked in lascivious lusts, excess of wine, revelings, banqueting, and abominable idolatries. You notice we have the will of God in verse 2, and the will of the heathen, the Gentiles, in verse 3. And let's go over a few of these things. What is, we walked in the ways of sin. We all did before we were born again. And lasciviousness. This means debauchery. This means offensive sexual yearnings and impulses. Sitting there with 19 pages of porn open. Uh, lust. This means promiscuous and shameless moral conduct. Shameless immoral conduct, you should say. Excess of wine means like drinking throughout the day, having like six beers at lunch, stuff like that. Uh, revelings means going out to party. And banquetings means staying home to party. And abominable idolatries. That's. Anything outside God's word. Idolatry means something that you worship. And people worship their doctrine over God's doctrine all the time. It's what they think, what they've made up through bits and pieces of hearing the hearsay of the Bible. Everybody seems to have an opinion on the Bible. And hardly anybody's even read it, let alone studied it with some understanding. 
That's abominable idolatries, false teachings and false followings. Okay, verse 4. Wherein they think it strange that you run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you. This is what uh, party boys, they, they just look at you like, what's wrong with this guy? Come on, man, let's go. Let's do this. Let's party. It's time. Let's go uh, score some dope or let's go to the liquor store and, and trip around. Let's, uh, you know, let's abominable things. And that's like on the job sites. This, this debauchery, like this sexual talk on job sites has always made me just cringe. Just makes me cringe. People just always talking about other people's crotches all day. It's just bizarre. A girl walks by, it's just the worst things they say. Just just try and have some self-discipline. Put the gospel armor on and get out of that prison of sensual lust. Get out of the prison of trying to be a party person, like having the vices of booze and drugs and and abominable idolatries. And you get those on social media, big time. And uh, people will uh, I think it's strange that you run not with them, that you don't f go with the flow. Just conform, they used to say. Just conform, Michael. No, like, conform to what? What you people think? The will of God or the will of the Gentiles? Verse 5, and this is, this is how God judges. Who shall give account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead? That just means the living and the dead is the people that have passed on. And what the, how, this is, is much better if it's said like this. All God's ways are judgment. Deuteronomy chapter 32, amongst other places. And your actions are your account. In other words, you get judged by, um, by your doings. Like account here in the Greek is logos. So in other words, you write your own sentence. You bring up your account to the Lord. Yeah, this is what I've done. It's written all over you. You write your own sentence. Verse 6. For, for this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead, that they may be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. Okay, so this is going to clear up chapter 3, verse 18, 19, 20, when it says, okay, verse 19 of chapter 3, 1 Peter, uh, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison. Because these people died before Jesus Christ came, and the kingdom wasn't yet. It wasn't valid yet it wasn't legit yet so they were just sitting there uh waiting for prophecy to come to pass and when christ died and he took off somewhere for three days that's where he went he went and preached to all the people that had passed on before the kingdom is now valid and legit because christ did not compromise with evil he fulfilled prophecy and that's what that means yeah he went to the prisons they were wasn't really a prison you have to think like just a couple pages ago uh, Peter taught us, God taught us through Peter, that one day is as, as if a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. So they were really only, so say if somebody died 3,000 years before Christ, they were only sitting around for like three days. So it's hardly anything. They're sitting there playing cards and doing whatever. Okay, verse 7. But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. This means be disciplined. And be sensible while praying. Don't sit there and pray for your lottery tickets. or, or Just be watch what you should pray for. Verse 8. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sin. That's love. Have the love in your heart for people. Look at people through God's eyes. Not, not, not through the flesh eyes. 
see their soul, know that that person is your brother or sister in God's eyes. And you love that person. You might not love what they're doing, but at least start with love in your heart, not disdain. Remember Matthew chapter 5. Don't disdain somebody. Don't point at them like Christ said, Raka. I mean, it's like pointing at them like you. You know, good. Slandering them. Whoa, that's the big one, slander. That's equivalent to murder. Ask Satan. The only death sentence in the Bible. Satan. Why? Because he slandered God. Uh, nine. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. Yeah, when you do something for somebody, don't sit there and keep score. Especially in your household. Like I know in, in the last chapter, it was all about, uh, um, the first part of the chapter was about how to get along in your household. You do things because you love the other person. Like nobody likes doing laundry, but get down there and do it. And don't grudge about it. Don't come up and say, I did your laundry. Well, I cut your front lawn. Well, I fixed your roof. Um... You know, just do stuff together. Don't be grudging about it. Don't be a scorekeeper. Do it out of your heart. That's where charity comes in. You love the other person and you just do stuff. Like shovel your neighbor's driveway and don't sit there. Yeah, he owes me now. He doesn't owe you nothing. It's just part of charity. That means love. Ten. Come here and shovel this driveway. That'd be the greatest thing. Ten. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Okay, you have received a gift. That's steward. That means you're an administrator of God's word. You administer God's word responsibly and be mindful of the grace of God. That's what's being said. Like, don't just take God's grace for granted. All his blessings and mercies that he's put on you, don't just take them for granted. It's a manifold. We can't even count how many blessings and mercies that have been put on us. We don't even know. It's, it's just a huge amount. Verse 11. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. This is like preach, okay? If you want to sit there and you got an opinion on the Bible, well, then you're setting yourself up there in front, in, in, in front of a virtual pulpit. Okay, so watch it. If any man preach, and this goes for preacher guy up there in the dress and the backwards collar, and myself, if any man preach, let him speak as the oracles of God. Okay, what's this mean? Teach God's words, cover to cover, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Not your own musings. It's not a book of quotes. You know what? We're going to have to go to Deuteronomy chapter 31. Just have to go there. And here we are. Flipped it over. It opened to there. Okay, Deuteronomy chapter 31. Here's God's law. God's law. When all Israel, I'm reading Deuteronomy 31, 11. This is rules for church from, from God. This is the oracles of God. When all Israel is come to appear before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose, thou shalt read this law before all Israel in their hearing. Not man's musings, all the law. Gather the people together, men and women and children and thy stranger that is within thy gates, that they may hear and that they may learn and they may revere the Lord your God and observe to do all the words of this law that covers your hope, your faith, your works, your actions, your thoughts, your intents. Take the time. 13. And that their children, which have not known anything, may hear 
and learn to revere the Lord your God as long as you live in the land, whether you go over Jordan to possess it. That means even us being part of the migration, all of us. That applies to all of us today. That's what you're supposed to do in church. It doesn't say have a rock and roll band play for 35 long minutes and then get up there and use the Bible as a book of quotes and then even more insulting, have a big screen up there. Get a few Bible quotes up there and then have and then put a few quotes from mankind as if God didn't have enough quotes for you to rip off. Why, why not use some mankind quotes too? And then sit out in your truck after, if you've been sitting through that. Go, go there for about three months. And then go to your truck or your car or whatever you got, the parking lot. Open your Bible. Now, pick up your Bible, open it, and can you have a working knowledge where the pastor's been teaching you, preacher, whatever he wants to call himself, minister? Can you open your Bible and read with understanding where he's been teaching you for the last three months? If the answer is yes, that's the greatest thing. You found a great church. You got a great guy up there. If the answer is no, walk in and ask for your money back and go find someone who's going to teach the Bible. If any man preach, let him preach as the oracles of God, not the oracles of man or pastor's musings using the Bible as a book of quotes. Deuteronomy chapter 31. Okay, back to 1 Peter 4.11. If any man minister, let him do it as the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever, that's the ages of ages. Amen. Hey, Peter, put an amen there. Amen means that is that. Verse 11, that is that. If you want to preach, that is that. It's God's words. Cover to cover, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And don't overstep your spot in the many-membered body. Think about that. Like just because you got a few quotes in you, or you got you've got a few chapters down, don't overstep your spot. It's like you know, there's I don't like talking about other religions, but it's hard not to sometimes. Like Buddha people, okay, Buddha people memorize a couple fashionable one-liners and think they're like the Dalai Lama. Like Michael, go out in your rowboat. And punch the water. Feel the power. Or Michael, don't be like an oak tree. Be like the vine. You got to bend. Like, yeah, that's heavy. That's heavy. That's good. I'm going to go punch water and I'm going to go swing on a vine. That's good. That's going to get me into heaven. That's, 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 that's really going to help me through the day too. Thank you very much. I'm going to punch some water. Thank you, Dalai Lama. Okay, 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery fiery trial which is to try you okay this is a present condition fiery trial that will try you the present condition the punishment lies within the sin itself the sin of jealousy and covetousness you feel the burning you feel the fiery trial you feel the frustrations when you're trying to convince other people to think the way you should what you think is right the disappointments when other people don't do what you think they should be doing you feel it inside. You feel it burning coming up. You feel anger. They're burning inside. He's burning up inside. He's so angry. The sin lies within the... The punishment lies within the sin itself. Though some strange thing happened... Through, though some strange thing happened unto you. Fiery trials. This, this refers to this age. 
And don't forget, Satan doesn't take a day off, man. He's going to and fro the earth. And he'll focus more of an attack on you because you're a threat to him. But you know what? We have power over that uh, adversary. In Luke chapter 10, you just have to pray. You have to ask for repentance and you say, Jesus Christ, thank you for the power, the grace. That's what we're talking about here. What, what verse was that? The manifold of grace, unmerited favor. Thank you for the unmerited favor. Thank you for, thank you for imposing the power on me to rebuke Satan, all demons, devils, evil spirits, all powers and principalities of Satan, everything that is corrupt to you, my Lord Jesus Christ, everything that offends you, my Lord Jesus Christ, in your kingdom, everything of the darkness, I rebuke from inside me and all around me. I pray for your love to come into my heart, the charity. I pray for the Holy Spirit to saturate into me and all around onto others. 13, but rejoice in as much as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. You know what? Being disciplined makes you much happier than just running off, or running after every vain curiosity that comes up during the day, during your life. Just taking a stand, and then you'll rejoice. And joy, this is exceeding joy. You want to be happy? Then you be happy. Uh, you follow what Christ's sufferings were. He did not compromise with evil. And that's all there was to it. He wouldn't negotiate with it. He won't make concessions to evil to bad, to lies, to sin. And therefore, when he died, when that blood spilt and he died, that's the blood covenant. And that right then and there, the kingdom became legit and valid, and it will not accommodate evil. Christ didn't do that for nothing. Why, so you can come up there and be burning up with anger inside or disdain for somebody or jealousy? Yeah, Jesus, you know what that person did over there? Yeah, just move out of the way. Let me in. I'm going to sit in the front while you, while, you get, while you feed it to him there. No. Depart from me. I never knew you. You want to carry that stuff. You can go, he'll burn you up until you can let go of it. Okay, that's what's being said here. We'll be, uh, people will be exceedingly joy who aren't carrying anything. And that's what Christ sufferings. He wasn't carrying any, any of the ways and things of the world. And there's a huge press on us now. It's a flood of lies and it's a press on the world. It's very difficult to a point. And then you realize, hey, this is exceedingly joyful. You start to feel the inner peace creeping in you. Things don't bother you anymore. You don't want to get on the internet and sit there for hour after hour. You don't want to check your phone constantly. You realize what's really important what really has value. 14, if you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. You want to get in God's good eyes? Then there you have it right there. Yeah, people are going to come up against you. Mean people suck. Psalms chapter 37 is a great uh, side study uh, uh, for this verse here. Okay, people are going to mockers, scoffers. You know, the power of a scoffer and a mocker always lies within accusation, never fact. They'll just sit there and say anything and then see where the chips fall and try and frustrate you. Don't. Have the gospel armor on. And then you'll always have a linear progression towards the truth when you have a working knowledge of the Bible and the gospel armor on. And you just watch, watch their little arguments just fold like cheap lawn chairs. In fact, you know what? I'm telling you something serious. I was sitting around with a bunch of atheists not too long ago, 
And yeah, I wear a cross and yeah, people are surprised to see me. Okay, that's fine. And I get talking about uh, God. And the more they talked and the more they were getting shut down by the simplest, gentlest Christian teachings, I wasn't trying to blow anybody out of the water, the smaller they got in their chairs. I'm not kidding. They were just getting smaller and small, like getting down in their chairs, down in their chairs, trying to tell me it's evolution. All you have to say is, if evolution were true, man, there would have to be an infinite array of fossils for every species at every minute stage of transition from the single cell to the species we see today. Those fossils don't exist. And don't forget about the fossils for species that have come and gone. They don't exist. Science has proven there was an ice age. The Bible talks about it in detail. What do you think? Who lived during the ice age? None of us. It was impossible. Like the ice caked the earth, man. It wiped out the super species dinosaurs. We find fossils and remains from what was back then. And science has found fossils and remains proving there was a Cambrian period. 350 million to 500 million years ago. And it's true because I've seen the fossils. I've seen, yeah, it's true. But there's no uh, little Mikey Reed sitting there in his lawn chair with his dog. You know, that it didn't happen. Fossils don't exist. Nobody survived. Nothing survived through the Ice Age. The super species like dinosaurs didn't survive. What, what do you think we were sitting there, you know, in a pup tent with, with your little doggy in a lawn chair or something? No one survived. That's all there is to it. And if evolution were true, what, we came from monkeys. What happened? The monkeys all had a meeting one day. Here, here's Major Monkey in the middle. Saying, okay, you guys over there. Okay. And let's make a group of two here. Make a group. You monkeys over there. You guys are a group. You guys are a group. Okay. Group A, you just stay and do what you're doing. Group B, okay, this concerns you guys. Enough with the tails. Enough with sitting up in trees, throwing poop at each other. And uh, yeah, the hair. The hair has got to go. Okay. So get on with it. You guys are going to be uh, just humans in a few years. Okay. You monkeys over there. No. You guys still. You know, go ahead, be monkeys, swing around trees, throw poop at each other, make a lot of noise, okay? It didn't happen, man. It's ridiculous. You know what? Evolution, just discussing it, is an abomination to God, and it's an embarrassment to mankind. Watch people sink in their seats, and there's a, never a linear progression towards the truth. They always go back to theories or something they saw on TV. It's called pseudoscience. Like, Hollywood can make anything look believable on TV and any documentary and just have some guy with a, uh, who, who calls himself a scientist with some lab coat on and a few pens in his pocket and that plastic thing. Oh, yes, this guy is smart. Look at all his degrees and whatever. You know, who cares? Like, it's just an embarrassment to mankind. It makes me cringe. But the truth makes the mockers cringe. So have it with you, man. It's really cool. And nobody, uh, no, there's no arguing. Nobody gets mad. Just give them something to think about and then just get on with life. Okay, 15, but let none of you suffer as a murderer. Yeah, don't go around plotting to kill people. Did you know that even, um, what's it called, a conspiracy 
is considered by the Lord. Don't think about, yeah, you know what? Life would be better if that person wasn't around. You better watch it. Or a thief. You know what this word thief is in the manuscripts? Kleptos. Kleptomaniac. That's where we get our word kleptomaniac. Yeah, no one likes a thief, man. Like, they're only nice to you. Hey, thief guy. Nobody respects you. You're nothing but a thug and a bully, a thief. Like, seriously, we love you, but we hate what you're doing. When we're sitting around and we find out, oh, that guy's, uh, you know, he's, he boosts stuff. You know, he's a thief guy. Like, we're only nice to you so you won't steal our stuff. Otherwise, you can't, like, can't stand what, what you do. Or an evildoer. What's this? Evildoer is a depraved criminal who never cares how his actions affect others. Or a busybody in other men's matters. That's the opinionated meddler. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Just run in the old mouth there. Blah, blah, blah. Opinionated meddler. Just mind your own business. 16. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. A Christian. That's a follower of Christ. It's unfortunate that the word, the term Christian has become a pedestrian term in today's society. But you can show what a real Christian is, a real follower of Christ. And you can't follow somebody that you don't know. You can't have hope in somebody that you don't have faith in. You can't have faith without works. You have to get a working knowledge of the Bible. And it's not that hard, man. Believe me, I did it. And I'm not the smartest guy. Some white trash kid from some nondescript town in Ontario, Canada. I'm telling you. It just took some work. And uh, you'll enjoy it. Be a Christian. And not be ashamed. Glory God on this behalf that you're not ashamed. You please, Father. He made you. In the beginning, wisdom was there. In the beginning, before the first Adam was even formed, on the highest part of the dust of the earth. When the whole universe was a pulverized dust, wisdom was there. And He created us for His joy, for His pleasure, for His glory. Are you pleasing to God? Are you sitting there questioning Him? You gotta watch it. Please your please your heavenly father. He loves you. Seventeen. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? That's a question. Judgment starts at the house of God. It starts at the pulpit. Us, teachers, whoever's teaching you the Bible. And if you know what, what's really sad? Is I love you, preacher guy. I love you, minister guy. Whatever you wear, your backwards collar, your dress, whatever, that's fine. But think about this. You have a congregation there. They're hanging off every word you say. Feed the flock. Get over your stupid sermons, man. They don't get us anywhere. Nine years I listen to sermons. And I'm sitting there with this Bible that my grandmother gave me that's right beside me right now. That I got when I was a little kid. I'm saying, why can't I understand any of this stuff in this book? Why is my grandpa sitting there reading it? Why did my grandpa give me a book that makes no sense? Who's supposed to be teaching it? Judgment begins at the house. Teach the children, man. Teach us. Feed the flock. Judgment starts at the pulpit. And you obey not the gospel. You obey not to teach the Bible and use it as a book of quotes. Well. Okay, and if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? In hell. Yeah, scarcely be saved because even our righteous acts, as it's written in the book of Isaiah, even our righteous acts are like filthy rags compared to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Like, let that sink in. Like, just humble yourself in all humility. And for the deeper student, do a side study on what filthy rags is. I'm not going to say it right now. 19. Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto as unto a faithful creator. He's faithful to you. Be faithful to them. We were created for a purpose. Revelation chapter 4. For his joy, for his pleasure, for his glory. The will of God. There you have it. There's First Peter chapter 4. I'll do chapter 5 later. I want to thank you very much for listening. I hope you're enjoying First Peter. Uh, my name is Mike. This is the Companion Chapel. Companionchapel at gmail.com is how you can get a hold of me. I want to thank you very much. Have yourself a great day. Bye for now.